And I ran into uh, a friend of mine who's a nine and a friend of his that I'd never met before. And the friend of his was like, yeah, you know, I, I agree with Bernie, but I'm into Bloomberg. And I like, what? we got into, I got into like a in his face, like argument with him. <laughs> and um, I can see that. Yeah. I love to argue. I mean, you know, I, and I was like, I just went out and was like, Bloomberg's a fucking asshole. And I like, da, 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 da. But, uh, and my friend was like horrified because <laughs> nine, he was like, he was like, John. I don't think this kind of divisive um, oh God. speech is helpful. It's not going to convince him of anything. And I'm like, I'm not trying to convince him. I'm trying to not normalize his thinking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The Big Hormone Enneagram. Hi, it's John here. I'm a sexual self-pres for the five, four, five, eight tri-type. Hi, David here. I'm a self-pres sexual nine with a one, nine, seven, four tri-type. Hey, it's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven sexual type with the eight, five, four tri-type. Hey, it's Nancy. I'm a self-pres social three, wing four, and three, six, nine tri-type. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast where we're going to talk about how much we hate politicians and how they all suck and they're burning the world and also their types. All right. <laughs> so you want to just go through the uh, so we're recording this right now on February 16th. So the Democratic field has been thinned. And uh, I think let's start with the big wet diaper boy himself, Trump, in terms of looking <laughs> at his type, because I see so much dumb shit about his type yes. um, when he is very obviously a self-pressed social eight with a seven. Yeah. Um, he is a narcissist and uh, every fucking type can be a narcissist. Um, eights, if you know an eight, you know that they can be extremely narcissistic. And especially I think Trump has narcissistic personality disorder or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but he is, I, 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 I besides seeing him, incorrectly typed as a three uh he's not efficient he's like vain but he's not good at managing his image um he also doesn't like to be scripted which is a very opposite from three thing he 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 likes to throw the script up in the air right yeah very good point yeah um scripts combat all the time yeah just 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 provoking 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 um paul ryan uh former Speaker of the House, was a good example of a um, dickhead politician three, you know, that was on Trump's team. Do you all remember him? Yeah. I, yeah. I actually typed him as a nine with a secondary three fix. Mm. But that's, Could be. Yeah, he seemed awesome. a little bit more three to me, but I, I could also go for that. He has those, like, weird workout photos that go yeah. around. And you know, he's got <laughs> that, like, weird, like, good boy, good boy. thing going on. Um, but yeah, and then in terms of, uh, so yeah, he's, he's very not three-ish, like he's just not, uh, and back to Trump. Yeah, back to Trump. Um, he's not three-ish. And I mean, Nancy, do you have any, uh, anything to say about the three-ishness or lack of in, in Mr. Donald Big Boy? (laughs) Um, well, he seems very, um, what am I trying to say? Trans, 
transparent, like, which is a weird word to use for Trump, but like he lies a lot, but like you can tell he's lying. You know what I mean? Like threes yeah. would at least try and they threes would are be better, better at it. They're way better at it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a three would have a facade yeah. and a three would never have that hairdo. <laughs> Another thing that's confusing about him too is that, and this is where tri type gets interesting, is because I think he's got also a six fix. So he's got two yeah. attached. He's got two attachment types, and so that means and he, six and eight. Right, and so that means he's got a lot of stuff of wanting to be accepted and liked. Right, which is weird. Which is like, weird for yeah. an eight, and that's one reason. That's one thing that's yeah. confusing people. Yeah. The other thing when about people, his, ahead, sorry. The other thing about his lies that I feel like is an eightism that is not three threes are pretty. They try to be smooth about. Um, they try to be smooth about their lies or about their shiftiness. And eights are just going to be. I, I feel like some eights, in a cocky way, will make a show of of lying, like mm-hmm. saying that I can yeah. lie and there's nothing you can do about it. Like it's a, it's a it's a power play thing. It's yeah. a will. Yeah. So I'm exerting, you're going to believe this, even though you and I both know this is a lie right now. <laughs> yeah. This is a dictator levels yeah. of, I'm going to tell you what to think and believe, even though you know what I'm telling you isn't true. I will literally rearrange your entire existence. And um, there's no other type that will do that. <laughs> that would want right. to do that. Yeah. Right. As the gall to kind of uh, try to completely distort reality, you know, yeah. I, my will overcomes the reality principle. Yeah, and I see a lot of similarities uh, between him and, and Putin, who is another—not mm-hmm. um, yeah. similarities, but in, in sort of the, the tactics with the media of you flood the uh, airwaves with bullshit to the point where no one knows what's real anymore. You just dominate dominate attention with lies and, and misdirection and until people are just doubting the fabric of their existence. Uh, Putin's very good at just burying any negative press about himself uh, and controlling the media and based on, on, on just how much he's able to, to flood the media right. airwaves of bullshit. He doesn't try to correct the perception of here's like, here's the perception I want you to have so much as lacking on so much bullshit that your capacity to discern bullshit versus reality gets so uh flooded and confused you know yeah. like, like threes have an investment that you see their value yes and and trump as much of a narcissist as he is doesn't really care if you see his value at all he just is more concerned with uh being unopposed yes or his his power and being respected and um, I, a point that I want to make about the reason, a big reason why I think people mistype Trump, um, that has to do with an idealization of eights in the Enneagram world yeah. that I can't stand is that, uh, people think eights as a type are heroic and <laughs> are inherently smart and have great leadership abilities. And so when you have this jackass who's such a terrible human being, people just, it, it it destroys their perception of what an like that can't be an eight in their mind because eights mm-hmm. are such a, a noble type in their like they've just elevated right. the type yeah. to such so a degree. So the solution is to type it as a three. Yeah, because they they demonize no. three so much. Ouch. Threes get demonized a lot in the, it's, any it's, it's the way people can project 
their own inherent falsity onto another type and say like, oh, I'm authentic. Yes. Because three archetypally sort of represents the lie that is personality itself that everybody's doing. Oh, well, that was a very nice way to make me feel good again. Thank you. Well, I'm <laughs> no, but it's totally accurate where you, the big, the biggest frauds uh, start to demonize threes because they don't understand their own falseness. Yes. Right. I mean, and that includes professional teachers. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that over and over again where they'll, oh, yeah. they'll mischaracterize the three. It's like, you don't see how fucking phony you are. And like, you know, there's plenty of like, it's not like this, like, even the like like average level threes they're not really that it's not so much that they're phony you know it's just that they've got like the wrong idea about themselves about what's 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 the real game you know of life or whatever and so the the picture of the fakeness of threes gets really blown up because we have some very striking examples of really unhealthy threes in our culture Mm. you know like kim kim kardashian types or um i don't know other fucking assholes but like that are really predominant and a lot of movie characters too that are like real sleaze bags will be these very unhealthy threes and it's so that image gets stuck in people's minds but the average three is not it's like they're struggling like we all are but it's not it's not pathological no i'd also want to add to what emica said about the idealization of eights um there's this there's always there was somebody uh one time who as a teacher uh who i who said to said something like eights don't feel fear <laughs> which is such bullshit and eights no. feel fear and insecurity and everything they're totally it's not like every type of human eight is super human. um no. They just deal with their insecurities in a way that other people can look like they're not insecure because they're exactly. they're pushing their ego agenda. But the harder they're pushing, the more insecure they are. So yeah, like I've tried to. Ex- oh, so good. I've tried to explain it to people. Is that it's it's almost like um um at least in the gut center, there's an an ability to separate myself from from that sense or that feeling. Like let's say I'm nervous about something. And I can force myself to do it, to do whatever I have to do, and as if, as if I'm not afraid. It's almost like the action kind of eliminates the fear, and it's so it, it's from the outside looking in. It looks like oh, this person doesn't have any fear. It's but it's almost like um, I can separate myself. It's almost I can I'm completely divorced from experiencing that fear. Um, but I'm also divorced from experiencing a lot of things. Right. <laughs> <It's a result. laughs> That's true. To me, like when, when eights get afraid, they, they kind of, I mean, like everyone, they go back to their, like what we know, which is pushing. Yep. And so they, they, sometimes I see it, they'll like be pushing really hard at something that seems like very simple and like, they don't need to be pushing. No. Yeah, and right. it's like it's like they're putting the effort of like pushing a boulder up a hill into like moving a pebble. <laughs> and it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, because like the fear makes you think that well, I I got to bring it all, you know. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta power through. Like I gotta summon all my energy to to overcome this this obstacle now. <laughs> you know, it's also the projection that that everybody else is a big beast, and so if I'm gonna match, I've got to be a big beast. Or That's something. true. Yeah. I um 
I went time, uh, uh, lived for a short time in college and I went to call to Evergreen State, but before that I went to, um, Seattle University. And so I lived in, in Seattle with my aunt, my family's from Seattle originally. And, uh, she's a self-pres eight and, um, she may be the same tri-type as Trump and same stacking, but at, mm-hmm. with a nine wing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she would be insecure, but the way she would deal with their insecurities was she would tell me how, um, other people were bad. Mm-hmm. Like, is it like in the pretext of like, I'm oh. concerned about, it. and so it'd be this sort of like, you know, paranoid, like kind of movement to five things. She was very withdrawn. Like she, she would, she wouldn't leave her apartment very much. She did her business from her apartment. Uh, and she would just like, she'd want me to like her. But the way she would do that was by telling me how bad, like either my mom was or my grandma or whoever, you know, some kind of weird, there was a little bit of that, like line of two self-pitying thing going on. It was very bizarre, but it wasn't like, like, well, you like me. It was like, no, let me tell you how I'm the only one that you can really count on. <laughs> That's also, um, and that ties into Trump and his six fix to me also that's six it's the those people over there are the bad people yeah and i'm i'm on the good team or i'm the good person which is part of six and it's, it's and, and with the eight it's like I, you know like like listen like i'm not a great person you know like i'm kind of a like a maverick or an asshole or a whatever <laughs> but i'm real with you i'm gonna be real with you about these people yeah. these people are not good yeah, you know, yep. like you're better off with me. Like I know I'm not the best, but that's because I'm not the best. I can I can make it happen. I can protect things and blah 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 blah. Yeah, and it's it's very manipulative. So you go, oh wow, they're being really like authentic and protective. <laughs> yeah, it's just bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> so Another I uh, three months and I left. Uh, yeah, I think I remember you talking about that. It was yeah. a weird time. One thing I was going to say on Trump real quick is another sort of tri-type subtlety theory thing that's kind of interesting that comes up with him is that I think his three fix is second, and that's not typical. Um, I think, you know, gut types, it's usually the head fix is second. And I think that's kind of a that's kind of a, a weakening in some sense, if you will, of the eight structure or, or um, uh, you know, something that is less secure, um, less grounded uh, when an eight's uh, heart fix is second in the tri-type. I don't know if that's rings true for you guys. Yeah, I think, I think uh, we've, we've talked about that one before and uh, three fix secondary made sense but i think now uh, the the tri-type theory i'm reconsidering that whole order thing i'm not i haven't even come up with a definitive idea on it but uh on whether like an eight can be heart second if that's even possible right and i understand that's another that's another whole maybe subject of another yeah another day is that is that subject of whether you can because i know understand there's the theoretical thing of the yeah yeah and and i also don't know how to parse out the other issues with him being a fucking narcissist and if we can explain that imageness with some other way um but 
I still loosely hold on to the idea that you can have secondary fixes that are not, you know, like generally like head second because it does really jump out in some people in a really overt way. Uh, so I don't have any clear answers on that. So for now, I can I can agree with you that probably it makes the most sense to say that yeah he has three second because it's really it's really fucking overt. Yeah. You want to talk about Bernard? Talk about Bernard. The best. Well, actually, one thing I want to say about about Wet Boy is um, <laughs> is that uh, you know if you look at you can easily find there's articles that compare the aesthetic of Donald Trump's shitty fucking apartments and homes uh with saddam hussein's who's also oh, yeah. a self-pres self social eight seven yeah. and it's like a, a very like it it's it's there's an image thing but it's like uh like very crude and blocky and it's like a yeah. you know it's like an eight trying to be like oh, like i'm very tasteful man you know <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like yeah. a very dead inside eight being like like you know, I'm not saying eights don't have a great creative and aesthetic sense, but the flavor of that like self-pres eight with a three fix kind of thing going on, <laughs> yeah. where it's it's like taking blocks of clay and being like, I'm gonna make this fancy, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so exactly, it's got this like uh, it it looks really tacky because it, I mean it is tacky because it's like yeah. Let's make this even more gold because if we have gold on top of gold, it means I'm really rich and really good looking. And yeah. the self pre one of the big uh, signs of self pres narcissism is uh, is narcissism around lifestyle. Yeah. So like a lot of people think bitch can't be an eight because he's too much of a fancy boy, but he's like a, you know he's a he's a a rich fancy boy eight you know, and um, his whole his whole thing around self-pres is like acquisition and being rich or looking like he's rich. Um, and it's, you know, real estate and acquiring things and putting his name on a building, you know, all this kind of like claiming my property and claiming the bigness of my, excuse me, lifestyle. And, and inflating his bank account numbers too. Right. <laughs> way, 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 way. There was one story that, Unfortunately, well, he, he, I think he, of course, um, diverted. Covered yeah, covered it up. And it was a huge story. And it really, they needed to just pound it and pound it and pound it. And they still need to be, is that massive expose that New York Times did on his whole financial background. I mean, it just completely exposed him as a fraud just from top to bottom. I mean, right. just. And that is his Achilles heel. That is the thing. That's why he's freaking out about Bloomberg. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that it, that's the way to make him just lose it is if you just emphasize that he's actually a little bitty boy in the financial world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Bloomberg probably more so than anybody understands how to push those buttons and has all the money to be able to back it up. Probably. That's the one. Con that's the one concept that I do like about him. Bloomberg. But other, other than that, I think no. he sucks. <laughs> I, yeah, I I fucking hate Bloomberg, and uh, I will tell any person to their face because I did the other night uh, <laughs> that any liberal supporting uh, Bloomberg is a fucking fascist in disguise, and uh, like 
it, it's complete like it's the complete thing that you see when it, like with like a lot of liberals where when shit breaks down uh they'll just go with whoever makes them feel safe and stable because they don't have much to lose yeah uh, I, I can't believe that he is out of nowhere he's in the national polls he's number three right now he hasn't been to any debates all he's done is just pound those fucking ads on radio on tv on facebook like he's everywhere so you're telling me that all it takes is a billionaire to show up and spend a gazillion amount of money and he can get himself to number three in the democratic uh also, national polls it's just partly because like i think um because <clears throat> self-prez like especially self-prez social is the dominant stacking population wise and so people have a certain reverence for money that's true mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, not every billionaire has had success. So what the fuck is, is it because he's a name? I mean, people are just impressed with bullshit. You know, it's like he, uh, you know, I like how Bernie's gotten years of, he's not a real Democrat. And then a fucking Republican until 2016, uh, <laughs> who was crazy. the fucking, um, 2004 Republican National Convention keynote speaker that was thanking George W. Bush for the Iraq War, who's like been far right on every single position in his whole fucking career. And now like all these, like, you know, it's all like the Buttigieg kind of crowd that's like, oh, Bloomberg, save us. And it's like Bloomberg, I think, would be worse as a president than Trump because Trump is just a big, dumb baby. and kind of just first of all as fucking horrible as trump is it's the the main complaint people have with him is that it's aesthetic like he just looks bad and is embarrassing but he's doing basically the same shit that the republicans have been doing since reagan yeah carrying out the republican agenda i mean he does a couple reckless things that like only a few psychopaths in the republican party want like the uh soleimani assassination but he's children in cages and well, yeah, but that's like that's Republican stuff too, and yeah. even Democrat stuff. That's and true. so, yeah, uh, you know, so people are just mostly outraged by that. But like Bloomberg is a smart sociopath who, yeah. like Trump, has his own propaganda wing of Bloomberg News. And you know, he was a he was the um, police state mayor of New York City. Like, oh, and yeah, I was a, I was involved in very peripherally like i'm not trying to take credit or anything but i was involved and was often in zuccotti park during occupy wall street and bloomberg would send his fucking cops in and just raid stuff and just like people had a right to protest and they would just uh throw their shit away in the cold and um you know there would be like lines of cops just trying to harass and intimidate protesters and um I mean, just a fucking asshole. And he, he he's like, he, he was the proponent of stop and frisk. And people are like, oh, stop and frisk is just a little thing. But it's, mm. it's like, it's like, it's like a very like downplaying name that downplays that it was like really police just like fucking raiding neighborhoods of uh, people of color and throwing them around and physically assaulting them and abusing them and searching their bodies and, and, uh, throwing them in jail often like for like 90% of the time they had not, there were nothing illegal, nothing on them. And even if they had fuck, fuck Bloomberg for that. So like, I, yeah. I heard one interview, one guy, uh, got stopped 60 times cause he was black in during I, that program. Exactly. I've heard of guy who got stopped over a hundred times. God, <laughs> One fucking guy. They stopped five million, like 
did 5 million stops, over 5 million stops. That's for just people that have re- that reported it, you know, or cops that were like reported that they did it was stop frisk, you know. It's it's just police tactics. And so you didn't Trump, say what type he is, so Oh yeah, what type is he? One. Is I think he's a one. You think he's a one? Is he yeah. self pres one? I think he's self pres social one seven three or one three seven actually in that order. One with the two wing. You know, he did the thing of uh banning soft drinks, you know, oh, big yeah. size soft yeah. drinks. That's like a real that's kind of a one ish one with the two kind of self prezzy thing. But yeah, I think he's a one. Yeah, he feels gut centered to me. Um yeah. and a lot of the authoritarian um policies that he has feels like something a type one would definitely get behind like a a, a republican or a right wing type one would get into i could see that he uh he's not cool enough to be a a three no. you know like yeah. jamie diamond is like an asshole three billionaire who's yeah. like mm-hmm. but he's like kind of slick but he's is like scumbag you know but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> bloomberg is a scumbag but it's like you know like a complete dork yeah, he he presents himself. I think that's part of why people um, are glamming onto him. He he's he's terrible, but he presents himself like he's a like a nice citizen or something. Like you wouldn't if you were watching him, you wouldn't get the impression that he was a terrible person. Well, of course, you watch Trump, you're like, oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. He's he's so obscene and blah blah blah. But Bloomberg just he comes across like no personality but he just like a straight lace kind of guy um, even though he's like you know all these racist fucking uh comments and sexist comments and um i mean i gotta look some shit up just to read him out because they're so like fucking unbelievable but he would be i think he would be even worse a president than trump because he's very authoritarian mm-hmm. he's a fucking billionaire with a lot more personal resources he would all he would do is one entrench the powers of the wealthy over normal people yep. and keep business and government as like one neoliberal sort of self-feeding mechanism and just, you know, fuck poor people, fuck workers over. Like, you know, it's kind of like all the horrors that you read about in Amazon warehouses, like that kind of shit where mm-hmm. people are like, they're, they're every step is monitored and they can't go to the bathroom at certain times. And like, you know, fuck them, fuck any kind of decent wage. And, having ambulances outside of Amazon um, uh, packing plants or packing shipping areas because they don't want to pay enough to have air conditioning. So when people faint, they just put them in an ambulance and go to the hospital. Um, That kind of micro, like (laughs) Bloomberg is known for micromanagement and for being like hyper efficient with stuff. And like, Uh that's one one. (laughs) One and three with a three fix. And, 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 And like a micromanager of people's like, fucking little everything every little detail is managed in this like really obscene way and so it's like he 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 thinks he knows how to uh what people need to do that's you know all the way down and so like you know he wanted to have in new york city uh people uh people in low-income housing needing to have their fingerprint every time they go went into the building oh my god he'd be the kind of guy that would incorporate technology he's jeff bezos encouraged him to run and Mm. uh he's friends with you know, they're friends and they hate Bernie. Um, because under Bernie's plan, Bloomberg would lose at least three billion dollars. Um, <laughs> and he would still be one of the richest guys in the world, probably. Exactly. Of course. But uh but yeah, so like he want them prints. So he'd like incorporate technology mm-hmm. and Amazon um algorithms. Like there's a thing called Jedi because they're fucking dorks that the uh 
Amazon people are like trying to sell to the, it's a cloud technology full of algorithms. They're trying to sell to the, the I think DARPA or the Pentagon or whatever. Um, but it's like this fucking, it, it's like total dystopia. It's like trying to kill uh, Darth Vader by hiring Thanos. Mm-hmm. You know, like Trump's, yeah. Trump's idiocy has sort of saved him, saved us from some of the worst things that somebody who want, who is authoritarian could do with the yeah. kind of power that Trump has. Yeah. Like there could have been a lot more wars. And one of the things, one of the weird things about Trump is that he's actually uh, managed to keep us out of wars that a lot of people in his cabinet wanted us to go into. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you'd have, instead of having a border wall, you'd have, uh, you know, high altitude drones targeting people on the border, you know, that ice would control that I, you know, and the ice would hire McKinsey to like further starve, um, you know, uh, asylum seekers. I mean, it'd be like just efficient authoritarianism. And I think because it would look better, a lot of liberals would be like, yeah, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, That's what they're yeah. doing now. <laughs> that is true. Fucking hate Bloomberg. You were going to say something, Nancy? I have so much to say. <laughs> and I just hate it all because. <laughs> Discouraged. Uh, I'm very discouraged because everybody in America doesn't do the research and they're just like, yeah, that's that's better. And then they're voting for people that that don't even follow their own morals, like the people or, mm-hmm. who are voting for them. But they're like, yeah, that's what he's doing, but he's not doing that at all. Anyway, resist. Get the get the sexist out of the White House by hiring a new sexist. You right? Know. Like seriously, he. Uh, it's too much. <laughs> it's really upsetting to see uh, all of uh, liberal media, CNN and MSNBC, and you know, trying to shove Bloomberg down our throats, trying mm-hmm. to apologize, make apologies for stop and frisk, and show us why he's our best option for president. And I'm just watching this happen, and I'm just like, you guys are the biggest hypocrites on planet Earth. Like, yeah. you shit on Trump all day fucking long, and now you want to bring along another billionaire who just seems better on paper because he's he doesn't come off like an asshole because he doesn't tweet on the toilet you <laughs> Jesus know? fucking christ like, like fucking fucking uh bloomberg like trump like i think he's just like a like a, a dumb casual racist like he doesn't probably like have right. a burning hatred for black or hispanic or yeah Muslim. he doesn't care really he doesn't really no. care like he's just like oh you know blah 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 like he'd say some racist shit but he's not like hating them actively right he just knows that his base hates them and so he's like yeah whatever yeah but, like bloomberg hates them right yeah. would target them and would use the military the cia and you know homeland security and ice to target people of color who are at the like have the least voice in the in the country and just make life a living hell for them. And a lot of white liberals, well, well, yeah. Hashtag resistance. I, yeah, I see people, you know, currently defending stop and frisk and, and yeah. saying it was a sensible thing to do because, well, the crime is in all the uh, minority parts of parts of the city. So of course it makes sense that you were focused all your, um, you know, police activity in that part of the area and that everyone who is black, brown should be stopped. And I'm like, do you understand how fucked up that is? That just because of the color of your of of your skin, that police officers have a right to stop you and search you anytime they want, every single day. Do you see how fucked up that is? It's like, 
Well, but people are defending that, especially coming from people that are normally like use identity politics for their yeah. like thing. Like, oh, well, you know, uh, Cory Booker or Kamala Harris or people of color or, you know, like, you know, so that we should support them over these like old white men like Bernie. Um, yeah. The is they're afraid. Then they're like, yeah, let's uh, let's get the fascist in. And let's <laughs> this fascist uh, shit. Yeah. The support for Bloomberg is is another one of those. Um, reminders that uh, of how broken the American political system is. I, I yeah, I think we are all fucked. Yeah. That um, this guy is a is number three on on the left side right now because he bought a bunch of fucking ads, hasn't shown up to any debates, has is a former Republican, and he's number three Democratic uh, national polls. That's Bern- that that tells you everything about how fucked we are. And if it's not Bernie, we are. Totally fucked. Royally fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brian and to, I to... have already made plans to move to Europe or Norway. Like we have seriously talked about it. We're like, yep, if if it's not Bernie, we're gone. <laughs> I'm trying to find the quote. I can't find it, but it's um, you know, there was a CIA coup in Bolivia, um, where they the they were going to nationalize the indigenous president was going to nationalize the lithium reserves in Bolivia, and um, so immediately that a CIA coup. And they installed a far right, uh, you know, very authoritarian female fundamentalist uh, leader or whatever. But the vice president that was ousted has this quote that says something like, um, in moments of crisis, uh, behind every liberal becomes a fascist. And we can get into like what some of that means. But there's a um, after after we go through some of the candidates, like there's a thing about liberalism. And and what that actually is is a 16th century Enlightenment idea, and how it easily decays into fascism when there's not a strong enough left wing resistance. And so, mm-hmm. you know, under a crisis, not every liberal, a lot of liberals don't even know what liberalism means or don't know like the underpinnings of it. They just think, oh, I'm progressive, so I must be liberal. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot going on underneath the surface that a lot of people just don't know about. But when you unpack it, uh, there's certain trends, and especially liberals of influence um, will do more to preserve their place of influence and try to keep things normal or not not destabilize it and then in so doing resort to supporting basically like far right fascist leaders or bowing to them being like they're our only hope and it's it happens historically over and over again yeah we're watching that happen with bloomberg i'm just like are you serious yeah are you fucking serious like when i when i heard that he Came in third. I, I was like, "Man, I, 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 I'm." Part of me wants to be hopeful that things will work out and Sanders will be the nominee. But things like that happening reminds me happen. that I shouldn't have any hope whatsoever. <laughs> I was hanging out, um, or on Valentine's Day, I went out dancing with uh, Alaria, and we went to uh, the Prince dance party. And I ran into uh, a friend of mine who's a nine and a friend of his that I'd never met before. And the friend of his was like, yeah, you know, I, I agree with Bernie, but I'm into Bloomberg. And I like, what? we got into, I got into like a, in his face, like argument with him. <laughs> and um, I can see that. Yeah. I love to argue. I mean, you know, I, and I was like, I just went out, I was like, Bloomberg's a fucking asshole. And I like, da, 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 da. But, uh, and my friend was like horrified because <laughs> nine, he was like, he was like, gone. <laughs> 
I don't think this kind of divisive um, oh God. <laughs> speech is helpful. It's not going to convince him of anything. And I'm like, I'm not trying to convince him. I'm trying to not normalize his thinking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I don't think that people, like the whole civility thing we've talked about, like, you know, the sort of upper white middle class professionalism kind of thing. It's mostly there so people don't talk about stuff that makes anybody uncomfortable. Yep. And so I like fucking let them have it. And I think we should, I, th- I think division is good because yeah. everybody's talking about like unity, unity, unity. And it's like, no division because the divisions have already been there since the beginning of this country. And so by highlighting them and giving them voice, we stop pretending like there's no problem and letting the problem grow and grow and grow. Because if you're not resisting the problem, you're participating in it or letting it happen. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, don't have division and don't be rude and don't be mean or whatever. I don't know. Don't harass anybody. Don't be mean. A lot of the, the Bernie bro thing is definitely way overstated, but I am Bernie bro. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, there's something really too, like, like having it out in confrontation that, that, that it's a whole thing about fascism versus left wing, but like that anger that everybody feels about the way the system's going, it's going to, it goes either left or right. You know, it it goes, it gets either harnessed by the right and used against minorities and people of color and, uh, you know, in, in Brazil, gay people. And it's used to support the agenda that is making everybody upset in the first place. Yeah, it's important that people fight this Bloomberg, um, this Bloomberg thing, because just to because I know that there are a lot of people who are aware of his, how terrible he is. But there are a lot of old people who don't or are on our own social media. All they listen to is the radio. Most people and, don't know what I think. Yeah, and all they're seeing is these Bloomberg yeah. ads. And these I don't know if you guys have heard any of these ads. I I heard one for the first time the other day on the radio. And he had black people like fucking going off on like really passionately about how Bloomberg was going to help our community. Right. And if you didn't know anything and you were like a person of color and you heard those ads, I mean those ads are on like every hour. Yeah, right. you would think that Bloomberg was the right guy to vote for, and there are a lot of people that have said, "Oh, my mom or my grandma said that she's going to vote for Bloomberg in the primary," and I had to set her straight on how much of a terrible asshole he was. Um, this is it's working because they're he's banking on all this old media and all these people that vote, which are old people, right? That aren't exposed to the woke, you know, social media culture that like we are. <laughs> Well, yeah, so what he's doing, like, because he, he does have a lot of, like, philanthrop- philanthropic, am I saying that right? Um, mm-hmm. Organizations and donations, but he'll donate on two sides of an issue at the same time. Mm. Yeah. He'll give a bunch of money to, like, ICE or whatever, and then he'll, <laughs> uh, he'll support, like, uh, immigrants' rights organizations so that you can go, oh, look at all these good things I've done. He'll do, yep. He's done some uh, stuff for like climate change, but it's always half-assed, and it's always like not enough to make up for all the shit he's doing in favor of you know destroying the planet. So like, was in behind some kind of uh, organization to close coal production plants, and which is good, but and it was supposed to go into renewable energy. They closed the plants and instead went to some natural gas uh, facility. You know, it became that. Like, so it didn't really solve the problem, but he can go, oh, look, I was behind this co- this coalition or this cause or whatever. So he's playing both sides because yeah. he's got like that corp- money. That's like what corporations do, you know, exactly. to, to, to just get what you like want. the gay pride parade and all of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to uh, my dad, <clears throat> who's pretty 
he's he's a six so he with a five wing so he knows a lot about this kind of stuff um so it was interesting to hear his his opinions on everything and his very very well researched thoughts on it and uh he was telling me how during primaries everybody is is usually either left or right and pretty far left or right but when it comes to uh general yeah, when you're actually voting for a president, everyone runs right to the center. So I'm really interested to see, um, because that's basically what Bloomberg's doing right now. He's playing, he's playing, you know, oh, I'm all the way over on the Democratic side, but really he's very much Republican and he's just trying to be in the race. But I'm interested to see if Bernie does that, if he runs to the center. I mean, I don't think he would, but. I'm I don't think so. And okay. and also there's a lot of different competing theories about how elections are won. Like sometimes we take conventional wisdom to be like, oh, this is, you know, this is how people generally vote. But um, like there's a woman, I can't remember her name, but you know, those like guys that spend their careers just like guessing polls and trying to figure mm-hmm. out who wins. Forecasting. Yeah. Forecasting like Nate Silver is the famous name. Yeah. Uh, this woman realized, and I, I, I agree with this, there's no such thing as a moderate. There's no such thing as the middle ground or the centrist. There's people that, um, and, and you know, the Democrats are constantly trying to win and they like over the moderate and centrist and are like, we can't go very far left because uh, we got to get the Republican moderate or the, you know, the undecided blah, blah, the blah. swing but, voters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't exist. You know, yeah. people yeah. have like, people are basically loyal to their uh, certain positions and that sometimes uh, like a politician that's like, let's say a Democrat um, highlights this or that agenda in their democratic program that'll bring out different kinds of issues voters yes. that are part of the already the block of democrats that are already there and it's the same thing with republicans and republicans are a little bit more on the same page with each other so a lot of the kind of center stuff i'm very skeptical of and i think there's a lot of uh evidence out there that this like being in the center and play, you know da 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 because center keeps going far right 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 you know yeah I think I, I I think you're referencing the same article, the same lady that I think you might be. I almost sent it to the, I almost sent it to our chat, but she was talking about how she was a forecaster. She discovered that um, elections aren't really won by the swing voter. Is that the article? yeah, probably the same article. So yeah. like I think what, what I found interesting, what she basically was saying, is that it didn't really matter who the Democrats picked this time. That uh, elections are won by who can mobilize their side to show up to the polls right there's no such thing as a swing voter and at this time that they're regardless of who the democrats pick that there are so many people that are motivated to vote trump out of the office and that that educated um white people and people of color that are like i want to do everything i can to vote trump out of office and whoever the democrats pick hopefully someone who can mobilize the most of those people but those people are already mobilized and are going to basically decide the election and that's what yeah. she's saying and and yeah it's like the, the you know the obama is his wins are credited by the way that he was able to mobilize young people to come out mm-hmm. you know yeah. again who would have voted democrat against the republican but it's like will they actually show up and care enough to the mm-hmm. to the polls also yeah. people of color you know like that's like yeah. those were obama's bases and um you know and he promised big change and he didn't deliver and so uh you know so in the same vein it's like yeah like people will probably still support Buttigieg or warren or whoever even bloomberg but 
who's going to like be insane and show up and also like be trying to convert people in the months between uh, picking a nominee and the election. Yeah, it's got to be tenders. It's going to be the insane, super online bros and broads of Bernie, you know. Because <laughs> I'm not convinced because uh, Trump is in a good position as the incumbent because uh, the economy is doing pretty well. Like people probably can look back on the last four years and be like, hey, that wasn't so bad. Like he didn't really, I don't like him, but he didn't really fuck things up that bad. I mean, how, what? how bad can another four years, four right. more years be? And Trump is... Uh, one thing you have to give him credit for, he's very good at um, mobilizing the media or diverting the media yeah, or just mobilizing his base to get out there. So he, you can always count on him to get his numbers to show up. Right. So if we have anyone who's less than stellar in terms of mobilizing our side to show up, I still Great. give him the chance. I still give him. Uh, if it's not Sanders, basically, it's a toss-up in my book. As to yeah. who's going to win. Speaking of which, I think we should go to Sanders last. Because uh, I at least will have much of long-winded rants that nobody cares about to say. <laughs> yes. uh, so uh, I can edit those out. <laughs> so you can edit those out. So let's, let's, uh, let's start with uh, a big dud and go Biden. Oh, God. Go through some of these others and then get to Bernard. Self-press seven, right? Yeah, I type him as a self-pres social seven with the six with a two and a one fix. Yeah, yeah. and that's important no. to to point out um, seven and two and that whole touchiness thing. That yes, yeah. I don't want to say twos are creepy, but it can. Well, be, they're very touchy. Yeah, that's sort of. I'm. I. I have not. not I have a right, but I'm just being sweet and not good with boundaries. Be, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Um, but I think. Something that I've that's always stood out to me about Biden, even when he was running with, uh, I think he's run for president before, and I just three times. Yeah, I always get the impression that he is, in terms of the whole quote unquote presidential. There's a certain there's a I think a presidential candidate has to have a certain level of seriousness and gravitas that's like I can this person can be a leader, and he's just he just comes off like a happy go lucky kind of guy. like an energy of him, like a, like almost a brightness about him, which is that whole seven thing, which at least personally, I don't take that shit very seriously. He's also like fucking sided with banks and like corporations and, um, you know, like everything that the Democrats have been right wing on, he's been on that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big champion of the Iraq war and he, he you know people go oh he's working class joe but he's really cited I, there's there's some little name that they nicknamed that i can't remember what they gave him but um he's always been very like right wing and cited with business and banks over normal people and uh i think he's got alzheimer's i think he, he is getting slow he is getting to be sleepy joe yeah i think he's sundowning and no. uh no. In a, another podcast I listened to, the, uh, a pol- political podcast, Chapo Trap House, they were talking about the names that Trump uh, gives to people and how Trump as a bully kind of has an instinct for people's weak spots. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, crooked Hil- yeah, exactly. Crooked Hillary, <laughs> like, really stuck because it sort of got to where people do feel like, you know, maybe she's shady. We should talk about Hillary next, but uh, <laughs> maybe she's shady or, you know, like, dishonest or something like that and it stuck with people 
and because he's a he's a he's he knows how to brand and so sleepy joe is like great you know from the point of view of like an accurate characterization of you can't take him seriously you don't know if he's coherent like you don't know what he's talking about and people are just going to see that but he's he's basically dead at the water at this point mm-hmm. yeah he's gonna he's not gonna last much longer what do you think uh i i, I think hillary clinton She's often typed as a one, which I think is wrong. I think I see her as a self-prez three. I do see her as a one. I see her as a social self-prez one with a two, secondary three. I would have sided with a one, too. I think she's a three because unlike most ones, uh, politicians who like, whether you, whether it's a, like somebody like Bloomberg or whether it's somebody like Bernard or AOC or something. Uh, he has, she has very little consistent kind of position. And part of what was difficult about uh, her campaign was that her her strategy was like, I'm experienced. I've got a lot of accomplishments. I I know what I'm doing. I can get things done. But there's very little sense of what she stood for or believed. And there, you know, there was like uh, her speeches that she gave and um, to Wall Street and. Like there was those emails that leaked and on the emails. Her staff was like, don't let these quotes get out because they make you seem like you're siding with the banks and blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm. there wasn't like, a, there's not a lot of strong, consistent uh, position and consistent values. It seems to me mm. and her sense of getting things done and efficiency and that kind of stuff. It gets really, uh, was really at the forefront of her message. Yeah, I just see her as, uh, I'm trying to think how to, I mean, it's more impressionistic, I guess, my sense of her oneness, just kind of, there's a stiffness and uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know, there's not, and when she does, tries to do fun things, you know, like on the campaign, <laughs> you know, it's got mechanical. that, it's very mechanical yeah. and it has that yeah. one-ish stiffness and and there's that laugh that's kind of you know look i'm being spontaneous this is how you're supposed to do it you know yeah watch it's, uh watch her nene on uh ellen show oh god oh. it is uh it is hard <laughs> what is that what are you talking about there's a song that's like watch me whip watch me nene oh, god. Oh. and uh and it, it is so cute it's not good <laughs> <laughs> David's like, what is the nene? What is this? Thing? Yeah, I'll send it to on our yeah. Chat. yeah, old old man here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, what are your thoughts on Warren? Oh, that's six. Yeah, I times six. Yeah. yeah, she's got the six eyes. Six two one. I I watched her uh give a speech. Uh, in the 90s or something it was to her like some conservative group and con- like she speaks quickly today but like then it was this mm. jokes her speech her her can- cadence was just like so rapid fire and intense and head center hmm. yep and she's like a, a regulator like that's like she identifies as a regulator like someone who's kind of correcting the system mm-hmm. and um you know that she her in the speech that i watched uh she was she was like failure is inevitable like that was her <laughs> focal point of it was about bankruptcy and um 
you know, how to protect uh, shareholders in the case of bankruptcy and stuff like this. And uh, it was, yeah, it was primarily about failure as, as, a, as, a, as a reality. And, and that was the focal sense of where her thesis was coming from. Yeah, sounds six. like six. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I don't, the thing that I, I can't stand about Warren, this is a person, personal thing, is uh, she comes off like a brown noser, you know, like mm-hmm. someone who's trying she to be goody, goody two shoes and trying to like rack up points, like I'm doing the right thing. Um, and, and that's fine, like in for certain types to do that. But it just the the tone and the approach that she goes about doing it, it just comes off like you're trying to suck up to someone, you know, like instead of leading, uh, like with Bernie and uh, yeah, like it seems like we we are doing the right thing and together we're going to do the right thing with her. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's maybe it's just an impression that I get. I just don't like it. (laughs) That's that's sexist, Annika. (laughs) (laughs) My issue with her. Is that she's not a real fucking feminist? Mm. Go she, off, queen. She tries. She tries to. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that permission. She tries to say she's a feminist and be like, vote for the woman and like, yeah, I, you know, a first woman president and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, there will be plenty of women presidents. There will be. What's the deal? What's another... not? Pre- what's not feminist about her? Well, first of all, her call, her saying that uh, Bernie didn't want a woman president. That was. I'm sorry. Up. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Go back with all of Bernie's stuff. And oh yeah. Would he really say that? And I'm like, if you were a real feminist, you wouldn't be trying to play into this this game because mm-hmm. now people don't want to believe you, and now you're just hurting all of us with that. Yeah. Part of. Go okay. Ahead. I was going to say that. Uh, um. I think one thing that I like about politics in this current age is that there's a lot more transparency and you can't bullshit people anymore. Uh, And things, news travels very quickly. So maybe five, 10 years ago, she could have gotten away with what they tried to do. Like the old media can try to push a narrative. Yeah. And they think that uh, um, people aren't going to be able to catch it. Everyone knows that that was bullshit. And that I think hurt her that she didn't come out and say, no, my friend Bernie never said that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so because I, yeah, she. I was kind of. I was kind of like, oh, I, I like. I like Warren. I'm okay with her. You know, it'd be really cool to have Warren. But when she said that, I was like, nope, you're off my radar. You're done, bitch. Leave. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So to Nancy's point about not being feminist, I think that. Um, I think that liberal politics have adopted a kind of um vocabulary of feminism and but that hasn't actually um got a material sense of what feminism is other than women getting equal pay you know it's like it's like uh women's capacity to compete within a market is sort of the the framework uh that's very neoliberal to uh view social progress and so it's sort of the one of the ways of encapsulating this is like there should be women women billionaires too instead of there should not be billionaires right. and so i think that what you know bernie doesn't talk very much i mean he does talk actually it's not true he does talk a lot about feminism and 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 women but he um 
he frames and one of the major critiques of Bernie is that he uh, talks too much about class. But what what a lot of pundits seem to forget or ignore is that the dominant the, the the working class is primarily made up of women and people of color. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so part of what uh, a kind of a, a more democratic socialist agenda is about is not just paying people enough, but it's actually ch- challenging the who holds the levers of power to make it more actually democratic. You know, like what people don't understand about socialism is that socialism is not big government. Socialism is uh, workers own the means of production and they have more democratic controls over the means of production, which then government is there to inf- like protect workers against capitalists in that case. Mm. And so Warren, like, she identifies as a capitalist and you know i do like a lot about things about warren and i do appreciate how she has uh taken up a kind of a progressive and anti-wall street um message but i think that you know that her trying to toe the line between the centrists not they're not really centrists the right the corporate democrats and the and the left uh hurt her cuz i think she should have just embraced the left but yeah. from her perspective and um and she's very smart and she you know but i also think that uh in in terms of electability uh she would be really hurt because she's done a lot that has not painted her in authentic light like just most glaringly is the whole passing herself off as a native american to get into law school and there's a yeah there's a there's a fordham article in fordham university's paper that's like um um uh you know that elizabeth warren is the uh, first person of color at harvard or something like that wow and you can find her little card where she filled out that she's native american and then she and her husband i guess submitted um plagiarized uh recipes uh in a in a cookbook called pow wow chow wow and none of those things are like in a sense like they're like you know they're they're bad they look bad but they're not like oh i'm going to put people in concentration camps but when you're going up against a bully like trump oh man warren has already showed that she doesn't know how to handle bullies yeah she's a strong person but she she kind of plays their game yeah and she doesn't just like so she did the whole dna test thing you know for the native american thing and all you got to do is be like lion lives or pocahontas and people don't trust her yep and then she's got a lot more like policy positions that are much more sketchy or centrist or right wing than most people think. And she was through Nixon, through Bush, through uh, Reagan. You know, there's a lot there that's like a real liability for her. Um, but she would be my second choice. I, I think she'd get eaten alive by Trump easily. Yeah. I, yeah. What do you all think the clob is? Who? I think she's another what? one. I actually oh, think I forget that she exists. <laughs> yeah, I don't know very much about her. She, she looks very tough. I'm just just general impression. She looks like she's tough. She's a hard nosed, you know, driver. She's got that <laughs> reputation too with her staff. You know, have you heard yeah, about she, that whole she thing? Threw stuff at him, right? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got like the serious temper behind the scenes, which is another Hillary thing too, by the way. Yeah. So. That's one thing I was going to mention about Hillary is, yeah. is the anger thing. And the anger piece is pretty major. I don't think threes, I mean, threes get angry, but uh, Hillary, 
was notorious for her outbursts behind the scenes, especially with Bill. Yeah. Like, just, like, she was a tyrant in the White House. Yeah. Like, this woman is a tyrant. <laughs> and that's that's just not a three thing. It's just, it's very much, well, at least someone's are just uh, monsters when it comes to anger. <laughs> so, yeah, Klobuchar won. Yeah, I'd say one. Yeah, I would agree it, with that. Not to, like, put ones in a box, but I feel like that hairstyle is very one. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about uh, Yang? 80. Oh, Yang. Oh. Nine. Really? Oh, I, that, I'm not yeah. sure. I I haven't figured him out yet. So possibly your head type, maybe is the other possibility. But, yeah. But, well, yeah, I could see him being a nine or a three. Actually, that's I was gonna say three because he feels very three to me. What feels three? three? Um. Well, I mean, okay. So if you know his background, he started in vector marketing, um, which is was my first like quote unquote professional job. Is that, and then isn't that it's, a pyramid scheme? Basically, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> pretty much. It, it's, I mean, you know, it's not as bad as it could be, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not the best. But anyway, um, I'm not here to drag on them. <laughs> to to talk about it the way he talked about it, it was very three. Like, it was oh. a very positive light. Like, it, and that whole side of the world, vector marketing is just three mania. Uh, How did he talk about it? Well, it was it was like he was he was like, yeah, I, you know, I made my start here, and like, just if you look at, you know, he was he was like proud of it. Hmm. Seems so, like he has a seven fix too. Yeah, he's very smiley. If you if you look at like how he dresses, it's very like clean cut. Yeah, casual. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, casual. Like he, yeah, exactly. Like he's like, I know how to make you like me. I'm gonna dress <laughs> just like this. Do, 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 do. There are, there are a lot of things I, I like about Yang. Um, he he really, like I saw an interview with on Useful Idiots uh, with him where he, he went through his thinking process about looking at how basically like work as we know it is over, you mm-hmm. know, like things becoming more automated and that we're going to face a crisis where people literally just can't work because there's no work to do. And that was a major one. That's yeah, that's a huge thing. That's one of his emphasis. And 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 you know, it was a very just like I'm I'm interested in the information and I'm interested in what's coming in the future and how to prepare for it. And uh just like I didn't always agree with all of his prescriptions and his thinking, but like at least his his way of trying to honestly confront a problem and, and try to find a solution to it, I thought was pretty great. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a pretty cool guy. He's I would say he's too um honest to be in it, to be in politics. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I, you know, like he just mm-hmm. is. Like he's not gonna make it. Yeah. Like that that's a I was really impressed by, you know, what you mentioned, John, because I hadn't seen anyone bring to light um that issue in such a clear yeah. uh and intelligent way. And you don't really run into that in politics. I mean, they tend to just kind of look at high level ideas and try to get people excited to show up to vote. Right. He's talking about actual solutions to to real problems. And that doesn't happen on the campaign no. trail. And that's a huge tidal wave coming. I mean, it's getting worse. Right. That whole yeah. issue. Yeah. Huge. He He talks about hard hitting stuff, which doesn't make people feel good and therefore doesn't make them show up to vote. Right. 
And I think um, that combo is somewhat common with entrepreneurs, three, mm-hmm. seven, one, one, seven, yeah. three. Like I think like uh, Bloomberg, I think is that I think like Elon Musk. Yeah. That combo it's get stuff done. You've got the one and the three super organized, efficient. And then the seven is the future getter entrepreneur, yeah. new ideas. Let's do the new thing. What's next? What's exciting? Yep. And you'll, you'll see Musk is a seven, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, three and one, is I don't. I think he's got some. Well, watching of... the interviews, and he's. Go ahead. He's he's. Uh, if you watch any interviews of him, he's just. Um, I guess the seven comes through, and he's just. Uh, even though he's kind of autistic, he's just a joker. He just jokes, <laughs> he jokes around way too much. Um, for a CEO of a huge company like that. <laughs> What's his girlfriend? Uh, Grimes. What type is she? Five six, five six social sexual social sexual. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, people are pretty upset that she's having this dude's baby. Yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, know. they've been together for the last year and a half and uh she's having his baby. And you know, like to someone like that who people think is a, a goth princess who attached herself to or uh, you know, like a capitalist, you know, like so it, it those two things don't go together. It's such an odd couple. Um, so a lot of our fans are like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why lot, you... Like that, that aforementioned coup in Bolivia, you know, a lot of people think that directly or indirectly, some of that securing lithium was to, uh, you know, make sure guys like Musk and Tesla uh, have their lithium for their batteries, for their cars and all that kind of stuff for no doubt. production uh, as the sure. economy starts to shift out of, uh, uh, you know, oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the problem people have with her. With any billionaire, for that matter, is that it's hard to make a billion dollars without fucking over someone. You literally can't. Did you <laughs> see AOC's uh, talk on that? No. Uh, what, did, what, did, what did my queen say? Oh, God, she is such a queen. I love her. Um, she said, "You nobody ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Totally. Like, totally. Fuck yes. <laughs> it's like, it's so preach there's a whole she did a whole um interview uh well part of the interview was on that subject and she just kills it and it's amazing and i love her and i want to be i can't wait till she runs but i will vote for her until the end of time i will canvas i will (laughs) i will call it all of my money is going to her yeah Uh, what what type do y'all see her as social sexual one yeah that's pretty rare in politics so i know right (laughs) yeah yeah You can see how uh, right-wing guys that hate her are so, like, rage-horny for her. Yeah, (laughs) they are. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I overhear um, people at work sometimes talking about how terrible she is, and they're all really old white guys. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, you just want to get her in bed, but that's cool, you know? You do you, (laughs) (laughs) boo-boo. She's great. Yeah, I, I think she's great, and I, and I hope um, I hope she's on a ticket in the next five years. I, you know, Amazon was going to move into New York and like basically lean over and give give them all these different like tax breaks in an area called uh, Long Island City, which is between it's like in Queens, but it's like between you know top Brooklyn, like Williamsburg and whatever, and Greenpoint. And um, anyway, it would have like people are like it's going to bring so many jobs and. And uh, she was correct that it was like, 
first of all, it wouldn't bring a lot of new jobs. It would bring new jobs for people from either from out of state or from in uh, a certain class and would just push out the locals. Uh, you know, a lot yeah. of like, people in that area are Latino. And, <laughs> and, and we don't need to give so much fucking money to Amazon to get that. And she resisted Amazon. And Amazon like, was like, no, we're not going to go to New York. <laughs> and then the, now they're coming back to New York and they're going to be a different part of Brooklyn. And, oh you know, so AOC like totally anticipated how like their bluff and uh, really stood up. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. Who else we got? Um, what, what oh, God, Petey? fucking Pete Buttigieg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all know what his type is. <laughs> Go for it. He's a self-pressed social three, right? Sorry, Nancy. <laughs> three six nine. <laughs> really? Is he? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no, I was joking. like, I'm just. What kidding. You, what's his try type? I think he's probably got a. I would guess one. Uh, actually, I have no idea. I was gonna say five, but I don't know. I, have no I don't know. He might be so three weird. nine six. No, 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 I just, I'm going to go slit my wrist dorky, and die in a bathtub. He's, he's, I think he's got the that dorky good citizen nine with a one fix. Yeah. Things of our, of our forefathers are the realizations yeah. of our promises of tomorrow. Yeah. Do you think he's social self-pres or self-pres social? I, oh, that's a good question. Because I, I, I was thinking maybe. Social. Yeah, I was thinking maybe he could be a social type because he possible. doesn't. He's doing that social thing of, you know, just high-minded ideas and let's. But he doesn't know. do it well, and that's. And he's what makes wanted to be the president social. since he was a child. Oh, yeah, which is true. that is very that's, social. That's yeah. very social. Yeah. <laughs> so I maybe maybe he's not your type twin after all. I, but like, <laughs> but so my thing is social, and I haven't. I purposely don't watch him because he just annoys the crap out of me. But <sighs> I feel like social threes are a lot more energetic than he is. Mm. He feels like point. he has like a drain kind of going out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, yeah. I have wondered if he could be core nine with the secondary three. I think he's too ambitious. Mm. I think he's mm-hmm. too, like so. Uh, his back background is pretty interesting because um, there are some some ideas about him that started as like a conspiracy theory, almost a joke, and <laughs> and then there's more and more articles coming out being like maybe there's something to this. So <laughs> he, uh, first of all, there was this guy on Twitter that went to school with Buttigieg supposedly and was talking about how he was very phony and it was like changed the name to Pete because he thought it would help him be president even as a little kid. That's wow. Um, <laughs> that's and uh, yeah he, that's not not at all. Yeah. He, <laughs> that's he, went, three. he went to school with uh, Zuckerberg. Like, they weren't friends. Oh, they had wow. friends. <laughs> and um, he goes straight from college to McKinsey Associates which is like like this horrible fucking organization that um, they're consultants and they, you know, they're generally like when you hire a consultant company, uh, what happens is they, the consultant tells you, you pay them a lot of money to tell your company that they need to fire a lot of people. Yeah. And so that way you don't look, your company doesn't look like an asshole. It's like, well, the consultants told us this, Yeah. but they go around and they like, they like they did shit in the middle East for a lot of these, um, regime changes they there's one of they supported ice uh by advising them to cut back food and other kinds of basic necessities to the point where it made ice agents uncomfortable in these concentration camps 
Uh, they had some big big hand in supporting Purdue Chemicals that has something to do with or pharmaceuticals for the opioid crisis, and there was a whole bread fixing Canada thing that they were up behind. And so they're really a sociopathic organization. And he went goes from there to uh, naval intelligence to Afghanistan because, of course, you need naval intelligence in a landlocked country. Right. And one of the things about McKinsey is they they supposedly have some kind of close relationship with the CIA. And so mm-hmm. he goes with a um, uh, a friend on vacation to Somaliland, and this friend is I can't remember the organization's name, but it's known front for the CIA. And they met with local leaders there. Somaliland is like a break off; it's not a real country. It's like a you know, it's kind of like a lawless state, um, or not really a state. Uh, and he met with local leaders about getting support because there's like all these U.S. military operations in nearby Djibouti. And so this, and then he goes back to United States and writes a Washington Post or a New York Times column being like, Somaliland needs to be its own country and we need to support local leaders. So it's kind of like this weird potential CIA connection. Hmm. And uh, somebody made a joke, LB, uh, LBTQCIA, you know? <laughs> and so, and so then immediately like, like, goes from from this to like becoming this like mayor of south bend and he like did all these like try to go for the dnc chair and he he's got he's like a no-name person but immediately into his campaign when there were still like over 20 people running for democratic uh candidate he had all these billionaires behind him yeah and so it's really weird because there's this whole crossover too with like a lot of people speculate that jeffrey epstein was able to uh basically get away with what he did and and get passports and visas for these girls and um because he was basically like a cia op in the sense of he would have incriminating stuff over uh you know world leaders and prince philip and bill clinton and uh bloomberg and um trump and uh you know george mitchell and all these other like big name characters and so a lot of the people a lot of these billionaires that were part of the whole epstein thing gave money to um to Buttigieg, like really early in the campaign, like uh, like uh, this guy named Glenn Dubin, who's like this asshole whose uh, wife was Jeffrey Epstein's ex uh, girlfriend, and before, like before, after he got out of jail in Florida for whatever, you know, that like not really year in jail he spent, um, they wrote, they were like this ex-girlfriend wrote a letter being like Epstein's a great guy and he he could be around my daughter. And they were like, I guess, planning to have Dubin's daughter marry Jeffrey Epstein for some kind of inheritance thing when she was in her twenties. Hmm. Wow. Crazy. Sleazy. So, Any, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I have a couple things to say about Pete <laughs> after, after that. Um, First of all, he seems like the kind of guy that would fake being gay to make people like him. <laughs> Which makes me think he's a three. Because nobody but a three would do that. And just, right. you know. Um, and also, if you look at his pictures, like, I just, you know, Google imaged him. <sighs> They're so three. Like, yeah. he's very aware of the camera. There's this one mm-hmm. picture that makes mm-hmm. me, like, 
gives me like heartburn. He, <laughs> in like the I want to barf way, uh, he's tying his tie and it's like black and white. And he's obviously like flexing his jaw, oh, looking God. off to the side. That is so like, he's like, I know my angles because I posed in front of a mirror multiple times a day. I think, I think he, um, I think he lowers his voice. He does. Yeah, like if I don't think it's his real talks. voice. Like the dreams of our common fathers are, you know, he's he's playing Obama, but like, mm-hmm. uh, oh god! But instead of being like, black, he's gay. Gay. <laughs> so it's, like, yeah. it's like I I really think like that he would he, he was part of these like basically stop Bernie uh, meetings that a lot of Democrats had like early on in the in the before election season really started, and I really think they chose him because they thought okay he was he's not really a troop but he like kind of is a troop and he's this ambitious guy and he's young so we'll get the young votes and he can talk like obama so he's got that obama nostalgia but he's also going to be a corporatist and so we got we get the best of all worlds mm-hmm. and i yep. thought that young people would be like he's young like me and instead <laughs> everybody's going for the 78 year old jewish guy you know? <laughs> And they try to play like the the Democrats version of wokeness, which is just always like somebody called the Buttigieg the uh, Bank of America Gay Pride Parade float. Yeah, that yeah really that's funny. exactly what he is. That's perfect. That's yeah. thirty three, also. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and then we got. I guess it's just just Bernie. Can we feel the burn now? Yes. Let's, let's get burned. <laughs> let's feel the burn. Social one, right? Yeah. I actually think he's self-pres social. Really? Yeah. Because he's so much about, I don't see him inflating socially. You know what I mean? Ah, that's a good point. That's a good, he's a, he's a man of the people. And yeah. he, and he, um, and it's, and it is about just getting down in the weeds about the actual costs of everything and all yeah. that stuff and the numbers. Right, right. Making life better for the, the, the uh, middle class. And- he doesn't seem like he could be seduced into that the heady space of the social you know that all of that stuff and social one has a lot of height also just you know in terms of uh like you know for example hillary that kind of distance where just a person doesn't seem person they don't seem personal love because because they're hiding behind uh at least kind of an ideology like oh i'm with her that's going to be enough to get me to get go to the polls and vote for you Whereas he is, he's got something really rooted in, I'm going to make, I'm going to, we are going to work together to make our lives better. Like that, like mm-hmm. our, you know, bills and, and making sure that our lifestyles actually improve, not like a, a movement based on gender. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things that, uh, you know, is a major criticism of Bernie is that He's actually not specific on certain plans. And I actually disagree with that because if you dig into his platform and you dig into certain um, longer form interviews or you dig into his, uh, I forgot her name, but his basically his economist, uh, he gets much more specific about where funds will come from and how it's going to happen. But one of the things that does lean me more towards social than self-pres is you would think that Bernie is like, he is very authentic and yet he's actually really good at knowing what to say in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. And like, so, you know, watching his interviews at any opportunity, he'll just say the same fucking thing over and over again. Like, listen, it is an outrage that we don't have 
Medicare for all in this country, blah, 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 blah. blah. And he'll say the same thing over and over again. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe that's Bernie's version of being senile. But then, uh, or just like an old guy, you know? <laughs> but then, like, you get into the specifics of his plans, and like, they've got really detailed, really amazing considerations for, um, like, like things you wouldn't expect, like, like, uh, something about, ten- there was something I was reading recently, and I can't remember the specifics about, like, embedded deeply about tenants' rights and, and the disabled and making sure that, uh, you know, like landlords can't turn off the heat in um, tenants' places because that's like, that affects the disabled more than anybody. And um, there was all these like very, very considered details. And I started realizing over watching several different things with him, uh, he just, I think he knows that people think in Twitter characters, or Twitter, like, uh, you know, character limits Mm -hmm. and so that if he just says the same thing over and over again it just slowly penetrates into the culture that we can like ask for more from our government than um you know than than most democrats would be like you can't ask for anything new you got to be afraid all the time that we're going to lose we're going to run a centrist who's going to lose anyway like mondale like al gore like Kerry, and like hillary clinton who's the most quote-unquote electable uh candidate that has ever existed who lost big time you know (laughs) and so um, he's got this uh, awareness actually of how he does come across, I think, not like in terms of a polished image, but in terms of how he needs to broadcast his message, uh, that I think is, it's more intentional than, uh, I think it seems at first, you know what I'm trying, trying to say? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. He might just be what he appears to be, you know, <laughs> what? you know, he might just, no, he, he might know. just actually be, you know, a smart like a guy who can't, <laughs> yeah, he might, he might be a smart guy who just, you know, answers questions, you know, in a real way. I don't know. And Especially in his older days, true. he, he has a working understanding of socialist theory that he doesn't really put forward today. And I think because of people's fear of anything related to socialism. But uh, like, like he's, he's done the reading as they say, you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a, that's, it's a pretty cool thing is like, he understands that um, like where liberals typically overlook that social progress has to do also with economics and that a lot of the, the ways that the, the ruling classes get established and entrenched is uh, keeping people down uh, economically. And so you can be like, yeah, we're going to have Black Panther win some kind of Oscar or something. But uh, if you're not actually giving people material means of having autonomy over their life, um, material means of, of being able to access basic needs, uh, then they don't really have political power. And so it becomes about, oh, the, the meritocratic upper crust. Um, well, first of all, the game, the, the game of capitalism is, is not, it's, it's like an objectively good or meritocratic system. And it is up to the benevolence of those who hold the levers of control within those systems to give stuff to the lower classes. And so like, that's like my complaint with Warren is that she's still a capitalist and she still doesn't have the understanding of power that Bernie has where she thinks mm-hmm. the system's corrupt, but it can be fixed. And part of uh, at least my mm-hmm. understanding, and I think the understanding that Bernard is coming from is uh, yeah. that the, the, the system is broken. 
And you actually need to change the system in some meaningful way because political change doesn't come from the upper class learning how to be nicer because they're incentivized to not be nice and to, you know, they're incentivized to pursue their own profits and benefit. Uh, You have to exercise power from the top down and from the bottom up. And I think that there's a whole bunch of things about uh, political organizing and participation and union power and labor power in Bernie's platform uh, that is really overlooked. That's really important for people being able to exercise power from the bottom up, similar to what AOC has been doing, where she's been really, you know, using a grassroots movement. And just like Bernie's been trying to have a grassroots movement, there's sort of two competing sides of how you win elections. There's corporate Democrats think you get big donors and just spend a lot of money. And Bernie is trying to experiment with the idea that actually maybe you can have an actual grassroots uh, uh, political policy that's not defined by tiptoeing around the concerns of elite uh, corporations, but actually like people exercising their power from their own values and from their own needs. It's a good contrast between uh, Warren and Bernie and six and one. Six is the the system is too powerful and big, so we just have to reform it. Whereas one is saying, no, let's redo the whole system, and it's and it's got that sense of power, you know, mm-hmm, to it, mm-hmm. personal autonomy, mm-hmm. right? Like just right. assumed personal autonomy to to change, right? Yeah. I think all the gut types um, can do a good job of embodying the sense that they can transform something large, like a system like that, Uh, or at least with nine, it's a little bit more of an idealization that we are Mm -hmm. going to change everything when in reality, maybe they don't actually change much of anything. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think uh, Obama was a nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and there's an article I want to read, or a little excerpt from an article that I came upon today, because um, it was talking about, um, you know, that the Bernie Bros thing argument, uh, you know, it's basically like during the the uh, 2016 election was a great way to slander sexist supporters as being all men and sexist. And that they did the same thing. Clinton did the same thing against uh, Obama with Obama boys, who are these sexist, mean Obama followers. And it goes into some of the the, the problems with Obama. Um, and uh, let me see. So this is the article. It's called "The Obama Boys from Current Affairs," and um, it says, "Let's remember what the left critique of Obama's administration is." Leftists argue roughly that while Obama came in with lofty promises of hope and change. The change was largely symbolic rather than substantive, and he failed to stand up for progressive values or fight for serious shift in U.S. policy. He deported staggering numbers of immigrants, let Wall Street criminals off the hook, failed to take on, and now proudly boasts of his support of the fossil fuel industry, sold over $100 billion in arms to the brutal Saudi government, killed American citizens with drones, and then made jokes about it, killed lots more non-American citizens with drones, including Yemenis going to a wedding, and then misled the public about it, promising, quote, the most transparent administration ever, unquote, and then was, quote, worse than Nixon, unquote, in his paranoia about leakers, pushing a market-friendly healthcare plan based on conservative premises instead of aiming for single pair, and showered Israel with both public support and military aid, even as it systematically violated the rights, uh, human rights of Palestinians. Um, 
symbolic change that's a good way to do nine right yes uh -huh. yeah and just one last uh, thing. Obama's defenders responded to every single criticism by insisting that Obama had his hands tied by a Republican Congress. Many of the things Obama did were freely chosen. And he goes on to some examples. But yeah, the symbolic change and the kind of like actually keeping things the same while looking like something's different. Yeah. That's very nine. nine. That's very nine. I mean, Reagan was a nine and maybe did do some actual change. But yeah, that's another story. But uh, Obama, um, you know, his complaints, like for per from a personality standpoint, was that he's intellectual but aloof. Yep. Um, nine. 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 Yeah. Um, and then social self-press too. That's, yeah. Yeah. And then he would he would reach across the aisle, which I I don't understand why people are so like let's reach across the aisle with like <laughs> fucking fascists. Yeah. No. You know, you just you, you change the converse instead of reaching across the aisle to fascists because we have to get things done. What the fuck that means, you know, getting the wrong things done. It's like you again, you exercise political movements to create change on representatives in elections and get people to participate. Um, but anyway, he was like, you chronically just like he, he had like a didn't he have a, what was called a mandate. Like he like came in with like huge numbers and uh, then wasn't the House and, and um, the Senate Democratic both Congress. Democratic. Mm -hmm. He squandered it. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah, nine. Nine, boy. Nine. Went to sleep, got elected, and went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good at, or at least he has a very good campaign team. Totally. Uh, like his, his first two, well, the first campaign is one of the most brilliant campaigns that's ever been put together in terms of the creation of him as a character. And uh, I, I like that article that you sent, David, about pizza campaign manager because i think she's doing a good job of that whole creating the mayor pete character like just to give this fucking dude you know a pile of nothing some personality to get people to feel like he's a real person uh that's an act of creation you know, a good campaign manager that's able to create a brand around um someone that people can rally around and so just watching what happened with obama in 2000 was it 2008? Yeah, 2008. Because I, I remember when this dude was nobody and I heard he was running and I was like, oh, he's a black guy running for president. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, nothing's going to happen. So to watch him become like, oh, okay, a black guy running for president, a black guy with a Kenyan name. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, the fact that the campaign could pull off something like that mm -hmm. is one of the most amazing feats that I've ever seen. I mean, of course, he had the personality and, and the swag and the coolness to, to back it up. But just I saw that as such a huge barrier to how to translate this human being to the rest of the public mm -hmm. in a way that uh, people could latch on to. I mean, that campaign was brilliant. And of course, to get reelected. Um, mm -hmm. he's very good at running campaigns. I don't know how good of a president he was, but that was the only presidential campaign I voted in. Two thousand eight. I was uh, I was too young to vote. Mm. <laughs> Make you guys feel old. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The reason I got I care about politics and got involved is first my dad's a political cartoonist, so making fun of politicians was like what I grew up with. Yeah, and I, I remember my dad uh the first time i remember experiencing pride for my dad in like a conscious way of like i'm proud of my dad was he um made a cartoon making fun of newt gingrich who divorced his wife 
while she was recovering from cancer. Oh, and Mary, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and and, no. and, and, and like, I, I was like a little kid, and my dad, I think he was Speaker of the House at, at the time. Mm-hmm. He was. And I was watching this, and it was Newt Gingrich talking about that cartoon and how somehow <laughs> he was driving, and he said he pulled over to the side of the road and started crying because it was so cruel. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that guy's Go evil. Dad. My dad is amazing. <laughs> uh, and then Daggers. I watched, King Slayer. I was so proud of him. And I was like, this is my dad. This is my father. <laughs> and then growing up, uh, I went to a Catholic conservative high school. And during the 2004 Bush election, like I was, I can't remember what grade I was in, but everybody knew my dad was a liberal. So my siblings and I got bullied big time. And I was like, I'm going to defeat them. Like, I wasn't going to be like, you're jerks. They, you know, they'd be like, you like to kill babies and stuff like this. And so I just started to like research in my five-ish wing way and found all this like project for New American Century and all this kind of stuff that's like behind the, the discourse. And that started this like, I, I hate politics, but uh, it started like me trying to understand like how ideology shapes people's thinking on a, like a personality level and the assumptions people just unconsciously gravitate to and how they buy into like an image of, of a value without actually knowing what they're behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've covered everybody. I think, is there anybody we're leaving out there? I think there is. Hmm. Biden. No, nobody is still in, I think. Yeah, yeah, nobody anybody cares about, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have remembered. I think, I think, I think Kamala Harris. Uh, oh like, yeah. I think she is a three. Me too. I don't even Me know too. who that is. Yeah. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Where have you been? Under a rock. She you was like the first person that people were like she's. Gonna oh be the next yeah, president. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, the I know her a, face. The the attorney general, the one that yes. they did all those memes that was. Are you gonna call Kamala Harris? Is she gonna lock everybody up? Yeah. And then, uh, man, meme culture destroyed her. What is Cory? Is Cory Booker a a nine? I don't actually know. I don't think so. But I mean, not goofy. Yeah, he's goofy. (laughs) Um, I was thinking uh, six, maybe. Maybe he's he seems a little too on. Like the switches are all on there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Maybe like a six with a seven wing. (laughs) Yeah, he might be a six with a seven. That's what I would guess. Yeah. I thought he had a chance. You know who I thought? That dude from Texas who they were trying to put pull, pull like as the white yeah, as the white Obama or something. And yeah. Uh, like he actually seemed like he might have been what happened to him? Like uh, he's like a, he seemed like he could have like he seemed better than Buttigieg. Like what the fuck happened to him? He's definitely better than Buttigieg, but he was yeah. he was actually much more center right than he seemed. Yeah. And yeah, I don't really, I don't really know what happened with him, but I just, I do remember that, like, I remember when he was trying to overtake uh, Ted Cruz, that there was all these like housewives that were horny for him. That was like, yeah, he had hilarious. charisma and and yeah. he could, he was a good speaker. And even if my he girlfriend was, was into him, yeah, even yeah. if he was center, made me very angry. <laughs> <laughs> even if he was like a center right or or whatever, I thought, um, I thought he'd stick around, make things interesting. Right, and we got like these no personality um so i just wondered like did somebody like snipe this dude like politically to take him out because well you know the one thing was that that gun thing he said oh he did go he went further than anybody's ever gone and said yes i am gonna take your guns away from you oh right right oh yeah, yeah. what type is he 
I think he could be a nine, but I don't know. Oh, you know who's a nine that we forgot? Uh, Tom Steyer. Oh God. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's a I nine. I think he's a super nine. He like like he could watching be. him on debates. He's like, I like everybody up here, and I think everybody's right. <laughs> yeah, that's could so be. weird. Could be. Yeah. yeah, that is weird. Liking everybody is weird. Come on, guys. Everybody <laughs> is terrible. So, yes, it is weird. Come on. Where's the unity? <laughs> <laughs> Even my nine boyfriend has given up on unity at this point. <laughs> He's like, I can see all sides and I hate them all. 